You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 40. Welcome to the show. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. Episode 40, the big 4-0, of which I just turned 40 three years ago. Turned 40, actually, the year I ultimately drove myself to the bottoms of the depths and had to pull myself out of that. And so it was 2016, was my 40. 40th year on the planet, June and June 15th, and that was a rough year. Started off pretty rough uh, with me blacking out and getting jumped and, and beat up or whatever. I don't really know. I just know I woke up in a drunk tank at a police office uh, at a jail in L.A. That was good times. And uh, the year did not get better. <laughs> and so ultimately... The next year, right around the same time that I had uh, gotten blacked out and maybe jumped or maybe just fell down multiple times, not really sure, and ended up in that and said drunk tank, and then I got sober. And so um, I laugh and, and say all that now because here we are coming up on my 35-month anniversary of getting sober. And while I'm noticing that I'm not celebrating each month the way I did in that first year, year two... I'm noticing that it's still worth, you know, noting and, you know, posting on Instagram and saying some stuff about. And as we finish up this year, uh, here I am, you know, I'll be wrapping up episode 40 now, 41, 42. We'll be at 43 by the end of the year, which is my age. And so I just think that those are really cool that uh, I'm finishing up my first year of this show. And um, I'm not really sure how I'm not at 52 coming up at the end of the year. Um, There have been some I've missed, but I didn't think I'd miss that many. So uh, I just missed this last one. There was a lot of holiday action going on. And that's why today's episode, if you've been following over the last four episodes, you know that we're doing a series. It's a a 12-part series where I'm going to go over um, our three three spheres in life, career, self-relationship, and then the four components in each one of those, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual And so I'm bringing on a guest um, later on in December. Next week, I'll be shooting some episodes with my friend and NLP master practitioner and fellow keynote speaker and all these amazing things, Sue Mandel. She's got over 30 years of sobriety under her belt. And in fact, I think she was coming up on um, year 30 when I first started. And in fact, if I were to go open up the Nomo app right now, I actually kept a Nomo clop, clop, Nomo clock of her um, sobriety, just because whenever she told me how much she had, I thought she's at eleven thousand four hundred and ninety-eight days as of right now. She got sober on June tenth, nineteen eighty-eight, and let me see if there's a way to go back to. A way to, for me to see all of the different viewpoints of hers. Um, I thought there was a way to tap here for fresh mode. Here we go. 11,498 days. She's only two days away from 11,500. Um, she's at 270, almost 276,000 hours. 
over 6.5 million minutes. Let's see. It says 993 million seconds. I've got to imagine it's higher than that. This thing just doesn't have the ability to go to billions. So she's at 31 years, 377 months. So here I am coming up on my 35th month, and she's at 377 months. And so one of the reasons I'm looking forward to bringing her on is because I realize I have a very limited view of sobriety and recovery as far as what everyone else is going through, because this is my journey. And this is what I started the show for was to talk about my journey and all the different ways that I use um, learning and education and physical fitness and diet and stuff to to keep my sobriety on track. She's going to have different ways. And she's a, she's a proponent for AA. She spent a lot of time in that. She's sponsored people in the past. I mean, somebody with 31 years is going to come to the table with just a depth of knowledge on what it takes to get into addiction recovery and to and to be able to stay in this for so long and you know to the point now where you know, obviously this is a, you know pray to god that we're all sober every day kind of mentality at the same time if you go back to i think it was episode 2 where it was um one day at a time versus I'll never drink again where I talk about how at some point it just becomes where you just don't consume Right, you're 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 past that point where you think that using any kind of addictive substance, something that will alter your state of mind in in an addictive way, is worthy of your time anymore. And I really do believe that, guys. Is that you know, even here I am, you know, coming up on my three years. I know that I can't manage that beast any longer. I've known that even when I was still drinking and using drugs, I knew I couldn't manage the beast. And I don't want to be thinking about that when there's so many more things out there worthy of my time and my energy and and space in my life for me to be present for. So when she shows up to the show, she's going to be able to bring so much more than what I can. And we're going to, if it goes well, we're going to make her a regular. And, And so I've been telling her about the three spheres, career, self, relationship, and we're great friends. So she's heard me talk about my life's blueprint program before. So she knows a lot about it. And then the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual components of each one of those spheres. And so today we're going to talk about self and spiritual because my therapist has ingrained it in my head that the triumvirate, the the three pillars of my sobriety and recovery are integrity, humility, and gratitude. And so I've talked about those a lot. I've referenced them in a ton of other episodes, and I've never given them their own episode. I call it the triumvirate because it's a term I learned when reading about Roman politics. It was like the emperor, the senate, and the people. I don't know what the triumvirate um, triumvirate. Let's see if I can Google it and if it pops up real fast. In ancient Rome, a group of three men holding power in particular, the first triumvirate was the unofficial coalition of Julius Caesar. The second triumvirate was a coalition formed by somebody else, uh, Anthony. Okay, now it's, now I'm just getting into the weeds. <laughs> it's dumb. It's basically, it says that it's a dominated by three powerful individuals known as triumvirs. So if you had a three dominant, powerful mindsets, three dominant, powerful things in your sobriety and recovery, then it would be the triumvirate of integrity, gratitude, and humility. And for me, until I actually was taught this by my therapist, Melissa Kaiser, I don't really think I was able to grasp 
anything about what I was trying to accomplish. She wasn't my therapist when I first came into sobriety. It was somebody else. Um, I stayed with him till September when finally I had a breakthrough with Melissa and she was willing to take me on. She is a very popular therapist at Kaiser because she's extremely good at what she does. And people just want to be around um, her knowledge, her energy. Um, one of her favorite things that she likes to say is work harder. And so that's why you've heard me say that to you guys is that you have to work hard at your sobriety and recovery because we have that monster inside of us. We have that internal desire, that internal need to hide from our suffering, to to buffer away from our problems, whether they be physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. We want to buffer away from those, which you've heard me talk about buffering before. That comes from another life coach named Brooke Castillo. Buffering, if you can think of it as a computer term, when your video on YouTube is buffering, it's just stuck in one place and it's trying to catch itself up so it can start to play again. You do this in your own life. We all do. It's one of the reasons why we were suffering. It's one of the reasons why we were running away from our problems through alcohol and drugs. And so when we discuss the triumvirate of integrity, humility, and gratitude, I cannot stress upon you enough how much this has helped me in my addiction recovery. Um, I do realize that, you know, every day is a new day. I don't know what it would be like if a major trauma happened in my life, if I would be pulled back toward the demon, (laughs) demon drugs and alcohol. Um, You know, I do know this is that there is no part of me that thinks that if I use again, that that will make my life better. I certainly have been in situations where I think that using in that moment would make that moment better right? I've gone to concerts. I've had bad things happen. I've had breakups. I've had relationships fizzle out and disappear. You know, there have been countless relationships I've had to say goodbye to since I started my addiction recovery with people who I honestly genuinely thought would be around for a lifetime. And it turned out they were more of a season or a reason. Um, There's three reasons why people come into your life, a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And you have to figure that out. You know, why did this person come into my life? You know, a season can be not just three months of the year, but it could be a period of time in your life where you were going through a major adjustment, a major growth point, major progression area. And all of a sudden, this is where this particular person came in and they either taught you how you, you know, gave you something to strive toward of how you wanted to act, or they showed you a way not to act. Um, so, you know, a reason, you know, sometimes that could just be, you know, the other day I came across someone at one of my jobs and we did not have the best interaction and it just, it checked me and my attitude a little bit. It made me realize that, you know, in that first 10 seconds, how you greet someone, how you welcome them into your energy zone speaks volumes for, um, your ability, for my ability to handle stressful situations. And just because I'm having a stressful moment, uh, doesn't mean it gives me the right to take it out on them, regardless of whatever issue they might be having, right? A lack of preparation on their part doesn't constitute an emergency on mine. It also doesn't give me carte blanche to be a dick towards them. And uh, I've certainly caught myself uh, being a dick towards people over my three years in sobriety and recovery. And when you dive into integrity, humility, and gratitude, quick definitions of them. Integrity is the adherence to moral and ethical principles, soundness of moral character and honesty, the state of being whole, entire, or undiminished. 
Um, there are a couple examples to preserve the integrity of the empire, um, a sound, unimpaired, or perfect condition, the integrity of a ship's hull. Um, funny that one of the definitions for integrity mentions empire, and I bring up triumvirate being like three powerful people within the Roman political system back in the day. Now I'm discussing with you three powerful states, three powerful uh, emotions, three powerful ways of being that I, I truly honestly believe that if we adhere to, if we, if we bring into our addiction recovery, if we embrace with all of our being, that it will truly help us in all facets of this journey that we're on. You know, integrity, this adherence to moral and ethical principles, this soundness of moral character, I have no doubt you can look back, just like I can, on my sobri- or on my addiction back when I was in, you know, in the throes of my 22 years of addiction and, and see how many times my, mor- my morals and ethics were bent by my own will to get something I wanted, you know, whether it was um, stealing from a person or taking from a job or whether it was just bending what it was that I was doing um, in my private time so that other people didn't realize how addicted I was. There were so many ways that um, our integrity um, was put, you know, in disrepair. I'm not using the right word there. Um, we Basically, our integrity was just crap. You know, and uh, no doubt we have that humility, the quality or condition of being humble, modest opinion or estimates of one's own importance. Um, a lot of us have, you know, for me, I keep saying a lot of us as if I know anything about what you're going on in your life. And so let me let me reel it in, Jess. For me, my problem with humility was is I often wanted to put myself up on a pedestal so I could feel good about myself because I knew that what I was actually doing when no one else was watching was, you know, using drugs and alcohol and hiding from my emotions and running from my suffering, therefore bringing suffering upon other people. You know, when my stepdad brought up integrity to me at a young age, he said it was doing what is right even when when no one else is watching. And, you know, so I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'll throw garbage away in the garbage can rather than litter when no one else is watching. Um, I'll wash my dishes and clean up after myself and my messes when no one else is watching, even if no one else is holding me accountable because I'm going to, I want to be of integrity. Um, And then I would turn around and alcohol and, and drugs would, uh, put would uh, I don't know if allow put me I don't know what the right word is here. Basically, I would use alcohol and drugs to you know lubricate myself. So all of a sudden, my morals and ethics didn't matter so much. And next thing you know, I'm calling out of work or I'm lying to somebody about what I was really doing so that they wouldn't know that I was out doing drugs and drinking all night. Um, and so that was where I you know really screwed my integrity. And then now we look at humility. And we think of this condition of being humble. And there's this whole thing in my show notes, I've got pride versus proud. And the more I really discuss these three, to me, they're my cornerstones. To me, they're the foundation of my sobriety and recovery. The more I discuss these, the more I realize they probably each need their own episode. And I don't always know what I'm going to say when I put the microphone on. It's, It's one of the 
best things about this show. It can also seem like you're just listening to me ramble as I try to grasp what it is I'm really trying to say. So (laughs) either way, thank you for listening so far 40 episodes in. Um, Gratitude, the quality or feeling of being grateful or thankful. Um, he express you know that comes from expressing your gratitude, your thankfulness, and we just got done with Thanksgiving. We are at the very first week of December. It is December third right now as I shoot this episode in 2019. So depending on if you're listening to these linearly or in the archive, you are now you now at least know what it is and what time of year it is for me. I mean, I'm literally I've got a Christmas tree in my bedroom where I shoot these episodes, and I haven't put the lights or anything on it yet, and I'm super excited about doing that later on tonight. So that's where we are in the timeline. So with the reason why we're discussing this now uh, with your with the self-sphere and the spiritual component is because we're just leaving Thanksgiving, we're coming up on Christmas, and we're wrapping up the year. And I really want all of us to take account, to take notice, to, to take stock of what we have done so far in our sobriety and recovery towards integrity, humility, and gratitude. I remember having an issue with humility a couple months ago, and I remember my therapist, I'm trying to recall, it basically came about like I was at a workshop and I was teaching people with very um, dissimilar backgrounds to mind. Um, I believe they were Romanian women with absolute, I mean, one, I'm not a woman. Two, I'm from the United States. Uh, three, I have the upbringing that I have, right? And there they are, women from Romania with the upbringing that they've had, right? And it's it's not similar as much that our parents obviously didn't let us, you know, wander off into the woods and, and get lost. And then we no longer were on this planet. I mean, we obviously survived our childhoods. Uh, we ate and we drank and and we did our lives and we are now to this point where we were in front of each other. Um, so we're similar in the fact that we're human, but very dissimilar in all of the intricacies of our lives. And I remember her, my, my therapist, Melissa saying that humility can often be seen as understanding that everyone's life is different, that we all don't agree that we have different backgrounds and being able to, sit there and listen to somebody who has a different opinion than you and understand that it has just as much space in our lives and in our reality as my opinion of how life should be. I forget this a lot with some of the people who are closest to me, you know, uh, especially if they're of different political affiliations in mine, if they don't necessarily get into this self transformation, personal growth stuff as much as I do, you know, they all, you know, they have their way of looking at things and I have mine. And part of humility is realizing that everyone's opinion, no matter how different it is than yours, than mine, has space in our society. Um, Even if we think it's on the wrong side of history, then that will one day be, be fleshed out. I think back to, um, you know, the racism that we've had in the United States of America and, you know, whenever it came to um, segregating the schools in the 60s and the 70s and, and, and all the issues that came with, you know, voter rights for uh, minorities, you know, you think about how many people who were leaders in our country who were on the wrong side of that history 
um, they felt the way they felt for whatever reason they felt that way. And while it is no longer deemed admissible by today's standards of thinking, there it needed to have that growth. We needed to have those people who butted heads against the growth mechanism of society for moving forward and, and being more about equality. There's going to be those people who don't think that equality is the way we should go. And in fact, it's you know maybe more racism and more segregation is the way we should go. You, it's like you're going to have that pushback so that you realize how important this change truly is in our society. And so when I think about talking with people now who do not agree with me, have a completely different opinion, and where I have to humble myself and listen to what they have to say, even if I wholeheartedly disagree with it, um, it's it really comes down to, you know, that's a inner quality, an inner strength that I want to have, that even if I feel 100% positive that they are on the wrong side of history and that one day we will look back at their way of thinking and we will not we will realize that it was not the way we that anyone should have been thinking the more people think the way we don't think they should be thinking right the the way they're not going towards growth they're not going towards inclusive they're going towards exclusive they they want to you know build borders around things that don't need borders built around that actually creates um, this conflict, this heat between the opposing sides that makes sure that we know that this is something that we need to work through, that we need to discuss, that we need to grow through. Uh, I really do think that the bigger the battle, the, the more skin we have in the game, the more we realize that the change needs to come uh, in our society from within all of these things. And, you know, I say all of this in a very meta kind of way, but look at yourself. Look at your own addiction and ask yourself, if there wasn't these warring factions going on inside of you, the angel on one shoulder, the demon on the, on another, one saying, oh, I don't ever want to get sober. This is the best feeling in the world. I don't care who I'm hurting. I don't care who is being affected by this. It's my way or the highway. Me, 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 right? Not a humble way to walk through life. Not a humble way to treat yourself, but yet you spoke this way inside your head while another version of you was sitting there being like, please stop, please, no more, no more hangovers, no more anger from other people in the morning, no more apologizing, no more being deceitful and lying and telling people one thing while doing another. Like, please, can't we just just live, you know, this uh, this peaceful equanimity equimonious just can we not just live in harmony with the rest of the freaking world (laughs) i don't i'm getting tongue-tied right now because i i remember feeling that this is why i know i won't consume anymore because i don't want to try to manage a beast that clearly showed to me it was not willing to be broken Right? You, you break a horse by taking this wild creature and, and taming it. I spent 22 years trying to tame this beast, and I know my life is infinitely more amazing now that I'm in sobriety and recovery than it ever was spending those hours and days and weeks and months and years trying to tame this, this untamable beast. And that's a humility that I have inside of me to realize that uh, you know, I had no power over this, right? That's what they, I know in AA, there's, I have, we don't have power over the addiction. You can take back the power, 
by saying, I won't use again. I resolve to face my problems head on. There are plenty of people in our society who manage to face their problems head on day after day without feeling the need to go abuse alcohol and drugs. There are just as many who are abusing alcohol and drugs and don't see that the, their behavior is a problem. Either way, you have to be humble when you come across those people and not try to push your way or the highway on them, right? The, the best way to get someone to shut down and not listen to the, what you have to say about sobriety and recovery is to tell them, this is the only way to do it. And if you don't do it my way, you're doing it wrong. One of the main reasons I didn't ever go to AA was because there were so many people who told me that if I wasn't going to AA, then what I was doing wasn't really mattering, wasn't really counting. And it was only a matter of time before I used. And I was like, F you, I got this. I have used my own version of a program. And I think I even talk about that in somewhere in episode four, five, six, seven, somewhere around there where I talk about um, all the different ways that you can um, get sober, stay sober. Um, let's see, six, emotional maturity, QK acceptance. Um, I need to figure out why these aren't in order. There we go. Um, listen to your voice in the mini pass of sobriety and recovery episode four, um, was where I talked about all the different ways. And so as I'm going to wrap this up, because again, you know, there's so much that can really be devoted to integrity, humility, and gratitude. I just want to express my gratitude the quality of feeling of being grateful and thankful to all of you for having listened for so long into these episodes and listening, you know, like now I mean, I've got great show notes on this and yet I still feel like I went all over the place because that's the point of this, of these shows is to just get our minds thinking about how do you see gratitude in your life? How are you embracing gratitude in your sobriety and recovery? How are you embracing humility? How are you embracing integrity? When I go post something about this on Instagram later on today and over the rest of this week, uh, go jump on there uh, at from sobriety to recovery and, and chime in. You know, tell me what it is that you think about this. And you know, some of you, a lot of you do, but a lot of you don't, because I, I notice that I'm getting you know a certain amount of listens, uh, but no one really is ever commenting um, on the posts as much as maybe the DMs. I'm getting it there, and, and I get that you want to share. Um, it, you know, share silently. You don't necessarily want everyone to know your stuff. But for some of you guys, you really share some amazing things. And just realize that your your journey could be somebody else's, you know, um, lighthouse. And that never shy away from an opportunity to be a positive influence on someone else who is struggling or who is just going through the same kind of journey as we all are, um, but just ha- doesn't know your version of it. Right, we all have different reasons why we got to this point, uh, and suffering is the one thing that connects us all, because we all had suffering in our lives. We thought that alcohol and drugs and overeating and you know porn and gambling were the answer, and then it it was the medicine that one day became the poison. And so, ask yourself, integrity. Do you? How are you adhering to moral, ethical principles? Are you not lying about uh, why you showed up late to a, a, an appointment? Are you showing up on time to all your appointments now because you realize you're honoring your time and the other person's time equally? And that's what it means to have integrity: is to honor everyone equally and, and to to really 
you know, adhere to these principles, be congruent with this new you. Humility, are you being humble? Are you being modest? Um, you know, it's, whether it's about your own importance or it's about your sobriety, are you willing, you know, to listen to other people uh, whenever they have um, something else different to say than what you would normally say, right? Than what, than your opinion. I will tell you what. I, I'm I'm harping on that one because I really feel like there's this. There, we've got this banging of the heads between all these different sides in this country right now. A lot of it propagated by our politicians and our media. Because as long as we're all fighting and we're not getting along, sort of like the um, the Tower of Babel, you know. There's a reason why God spread us all out over the planet and gave us different languages. And I'm not even a religious guy. I just love this. I just love the story of the Tower of Babel, trying to build a tower to the heavens. And he came down and was like, nope, can't do this anymore. So he spread us out all around the planet, gave us all different languages, different names for gods. And now we fight all the time rather than thinking about ways to, you know, reach the the higher power while here on the planet. And I really do believe that the media and the politicians have figured out that if they keep us all arguing about ridiculous stuff rather than paying attention to what they're doing, then they're then you know, it's like smoke and mirrors. They can continue screwing us because we're too busy arguing with one another over, you know, healthcare or over Medicaid or Medicare or food stamps instead of paying attention to what they're doing with all the rest of the money. Right? So not getting political it doesn't matter which side of the fence I'm on on that one. I think we can all agree that those people are screwing us. And then, of course, gratitude, being of grateful and thankful. And this is the season to be grateful and thankful. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's, this is the time to check in on yourself and ask yourself, what am I going to do to be the best version of myself moving into this new year? It's a new decade. It is a new a lot of stuff. So grab a pen and paper and, and sit there and, and write down um, how you're being of integrity and how you would like to be of better integrity next year. How are you How are you practicing humility in your life and how could you practice it better next year? And how are you being grateful and showing gratitude in your life and how could you do a better job of it next year? Write that stuff out. Get that stuff figured out. It's, it is priceless, I can assure you. Much love much love. Please, if you're not already subscribed, rated, and reviewed, check me out on whatever your favorite podcasting app is. Sue Mandel will be coming at us here in the next couple weeks. As always, the power, positive energy, release, and flow. I am forever grateful for all of you for listening to the ramblings of a madman. Until we meet again, bye-bye, my friends. (music) 